Life Audio. doing right now that is going to set you up for a great new year. It's hard to believe that we are coming up on a brand new year. I still haven't gotten used to the year that we're in right now, but we're coming up on a new year and I know I have learned as I'm sure that you have that the best way to have a good year is to plan ahead. What are you doing right now that is going to set you up for success in the new year? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to spending some time talking about the new year. I have learned in my life that if I am going to be successful in any area, I'm going to have to prepare. We're going to talk about that. Before we do though, I would like to invite you, if you have not yet, to subscribe to the podcast. Please take some time to subscribe. Uh, There are a lot of places that you can listen, but wherever you're listening from, there's a place to subscribe. When you do that, that will automatically send this content out to you when it is uploaded every single week. So please take some time to do that. That would be awesome. Once you've done that, uh, you can take another opportunity because I'm sure you want to spread the message of the March or Die podcast, send that out to other folks. And uh, again, I hope today's episode will be a tool that you can use to set yourself up for success, share it with others so that they can do the same. That would be fantastic. For more information on me and the other stuff that I'm involved in, go ahead and check out jeremystalnicker.com. JeremyStalnicker.com. All right, we're going to jump into our content today. And uh, man, I I don't know. It was a year. I don't know another way to say it. It was a year. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or things are actually moving faster. I'm not sure what it is, but it feels like the years are going by faster and faster and faster coming out of Thanksgiving and Christmas and into a new year and getting ready for all that this will bring. Uh, Man, it just seems crazy that we're talking about this again, but we are. And one of the things that I have certainly learned in my life is that if I'm going to be successful, I need to prepare. And when I talk about 
march or die, when I talk about moving forward, even though it would be easier to stay where you are and die, I understand that one of the, the fundamental principles for being able to move forward, not for simply having the desire to move forward, I think we all have a desire, but one of the fundamental principles for actually being able to move forward, being able, having the ability to put one foot in front of the other in March, is planning ahead. If you are not planning ahead, if you're not looking down the road and trying to anticipate some of the challenges that you're going to have, then when the obstacles come, when the difficulties come, when the trials and whatever it is you're going to face this year, when that steps up, steps into your life, stands in your path and prevents forward movement, you're going to have a hard time if you didn't prepare. But if you do prepare, if you think ahead, if you work ahead, then it's crazy how much more success you will have. The life that we live is finite. None of us know how much time we're going to have. And so when we look at a new year, uh, there's nothing really that different (laughs) between the old year and the new year, between the year that we're coming out of and the year that we're getting into. Nothing changes on midnight, January 1st. But this moment is an opportunity for us to recalibrate. It's an opportunity for us to look back over the year and either be filled with joy because of what did happen. Maybe there's some regret and and maybe even some anxiety getting getting into the new year because of what did happen. Uh, Maybe some goals met and some goals not met. Whatever the case, this year or this, this time of year is a good opportunity for us to pause and to look back, to examine, to reflect. And now don't get too caught up in that reflection, use it as an opportunity to reflect so that you can project, uh, reflecting on what was so that you can project into the future. Uh, But once you've done that, you then do have the opportunity to project. You have the opportunity to look down the road and say something like this, "I I don't know what all will happen in the next 12 months, but there are some things I can plan for, some things that I know are a possibility. And what is the right perspective on that? I want to give you some thoughts. I, I really believe that uh, God intends for us to to live fulfilled lives. That's not easy lives. In fact, we're told in the Bible that we will have times of difficulty. But fulfilled lives, lives that are meaningful, lives that have purpose, lives that have direction. And that when we put our faith in Christ, and if you are a believer, you've put your faith in Christ, uh, then you know he has made you a new creation. And in that newness, that he has created in you and with you, you have the ability to go forward in a great way. And I want to encourage you along that. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. We're coming to the end of the Bible in Revelation 21, of course. Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Isn't it great to know that He makes all things new? He does. We're getting into what we call a new year. It's really a continuation of time that is marked with different numbers and uh, different uh, measures that we can look at to separate one year from the next, one time segment from another. But it's really a continuation. Not much will change. But in God, we understand that He makes all things new. So how do we live out this new direction and new purpose in a new year? I want to give you a couple thoughts, just real basic thoughts. 
But as we get into these thoughts, man, embrace it. I know so many folks, they get to the end of a year and they limp into the new one because of what happened, because of regret, because of failure, perceived failure, because of lost relationships. I don't know how many different ways I can say uh, living is not simply breathing. <laughs> living is moving forward in a purposeful manner. Move forward in a purposeful manner. How do you do that? Number one, first thought for you today is this. Accept the truth. Accept the truth. This is, uh, I guess, what I have been running toward. You need to accept the truth. That, that has several different facets to it. First of all, uh, let's look at this. There's two different directions I want to go. But first of all, let's start with Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I shared this verse, uh, I think, last week. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God tells us in his word. I just read in Revelation that he makes all things new. He tells us here in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 that he has thoughts of us and their thoughts of peace and not evil to give us an expected end. He has a plan for our lives and it's a good one. He has created us with purpose and meaning and we can fulfill that if we'll move into what he has created us to live. However, <laughs> you will limit what God wants to do in your life, not what He wants to do, what He will do in your life, if you don't believe that He wants to do something great in your life. If you look at a new year and you come to the conclusion, last year was bad, next year will be just as bad or worse. The economy, the job, the relationship, the thing, whatever, the stuff that happened last year, it's going to get worse in the new year. God, I'm sure, loves me because the Bible says he does, but I'm not confident that he has a good plan for my life or that anything can get better. I'm not sure I can be used for anything bigger than what I'm doing right now. I'm not sure there's anything else out there. If that's your conclusion as you look at your life, then that's exactly what you're going to get. A mediocre year at best. And one that if you were to stack it next to this last year, the one that we're coming out of, would be less impressive. <laughs> you need to accept the truth that God really does love you. That God really does have a plan for your life. That you are not the sum total of your past or your mistakes or even uh, some areas of failure. That God can do more through you than you could do on your own. That in a relationship with God, He has made you a new creation. He hasn't just bandaged up the old broken you. He hasn't put glue on it or tied it up with string. He has made you a completely new creation to accomplish what He wants to accomplish in your life. If you believe that, then you can move into it. But if you fail to accept that as truth, for indeed it is truth then even though God is calling you to something bigger and more meaningful and deeper with Him, those things won't be realized in your life or recognized in your life. It's amazing how we allow our past to determine our future, to frame our future. We hurt, have been hurt, have struggled and we just come to the conclusion that that's where we'll always live. 
And yet God says, no, there's more. We need to accept the truth that God has a great plan for our lives. Now, in accepting the truth, we also need to acknowledge that what God has for you is not what he has for everyone else. That's part of accepting the truth. Part of accepting the truth of God's plan for your life is that what he's doing in another person's life is not necessarily and probably is not what he wants to do in your life. Perhaps the great thing that he wants to do in your life is is through you uh, see a company started that can earn revenue to serve others. Perhaps just get into a ministry position where you can uh, minister to using your gifts for the benefit of others. Uh, Maybe it's working in your job and growing to a place where you'll be in a position of influence to influence others. Maybe it's leading your home well. Uh, Maybe it is uh, doing something else, something you haven't even thought about yet right now. But accept the truth that God's plan for your life may be different than God's plan for the lives of others. I've quoted this verse over and over again. It's been meaningful to me this year. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. The end of that verse. You've heard it if you've listened to this show because I've shared it a lot this year. Uh, Run with patience. The race that is set before you. Man, what a a great statement. You need to run. Uh, I would say march. (laughs) The author of Hebrews The inspiration of the Holy Spirit said, run with patience, that's steadfast endurance, that's continuing on, don't quit, don't give up, the author is saying, the race that's set before you. We think of races in terms of other people. Um, One of the reasons I like long distance races, and I've run several and will again in the new year. I like them because it's a race. There are other people running. There will be a first, a second, a third place, and on down to the last place. Everyone will be ranked according to where they finish. But when I line up for one of those races, I'm not actually competing against anyone else. I'm simply trying to be the best I can on that day. To get the best time I can, to finish well, in a way that reflects who I am, on that day. That's what the author of Hebrews is saying. Run the race. It's a race. There are other people also going toward a goal. Hopefully we'll all get to the goal. We'll get there at different times and in different ways. We'll all get there. But it's a race that you need to run patiently, being the very best that you can according to your gifts, your talents, your opportunities, your calling every single day. That's not related to salvation. Of course, we all come to God through Jesus Christ. We all come through uh, the same way. But as it relates to our Christian life, as it relates to the purpose God has put on our life beyond salvation, it's very individual. Accept that truth. Accept the truth that God has made you a new creation and has something for you. Accept that it's individual to you. Accept the challenges and the difficulties that have taken place in the last year. Accepting those does not mean that you allow yourself to be identified with those. But don't pretend like they didn't happen. If you made mistakes, if some things didn't go well, even if you found some areas of victory and success you didn't expect it, accept the truth of where you are. I believe there are a lot of people who don't progress because they won't accept where they are right now. 
They either want to ignore what has happened or pretend it's worse than it actually was, unwilling to accept the truth. Accept the truth in your life. That's the first step to having a great new year. Accept that God wants to do something great in you and through you. Accept that it is specific to you. You're not competing against others. You're competing against yourself, doing the very best you can to be what God has created you to be. Accept what was, which helps you to accept where you are so that you can make good decisions moving forward. Once you've accepted the truth, what do you need to do? We're going to take a break and come back to the two final points. We have accepted the truth. That is the truth of what God has done when he made us a new creation. We've accepted the truth that that purpose he's placed on my life is individual to me. We've accepted the truth of what has happened and where we are. And so now we take the second second step. We confront any obstacles. All right. (laughs) You may be listening to this and you were hoping to get a one, two, three, four. Here are the things you need to do to have a great new year. Very specific, very actionable. And then you hear, first of all, accept the truth. And number two, confront the obstacles. Listen to me and listen well. If you are unwilling to accept the inevitable obstacles that will pop up over the next year or that may already be present in your life, if you're unwilling to confront those, you're making the decision in the term that we use on this show to stay where you are and die. There's an obstacle. It's too big. I'll just stay where I am. I'll make no progress. I'll get through the year. I'll do the stuff I need to do. We'll get from January to December and start over again. But I will accomplish nothing of any real value or meaning in my life. The obstacles are too big. What is in front of you right now that you are unwilling to face in order to move forward? Moving forward requires Acknowledging, calling out, identifying the obstacles, and then confronting them. John Kennedy told a short uh, a story shortly before he died. He, he was talking about America's desire to go to the moon. And what an amazing time in American history that was. As he was explaining this, he told a story. He said, Frank O'Connor, the Irish writer, tells in one of his books how, as a boy, he and his friends would make their way across the countryside. And when they came to an orchard wall that seemed too high and too doubtful to try and too difficult to promote, uh, permit their voyage to continue, they took off their hats and tossed them over the wall. And then they had no choice but to follow. <laughs> I love that. They took off their hats and tossed them over the wall, which gave them no choice but to follow. In that speech, President Kennedy was trying to convince the nation that we needed to throw our hat over the wall of space to support what was going to happen, to get all in, to be all in, to decide before we even face the obstacle that when we do, we're going to continue moving forward. Does that sound familiar at all? If you've listened to the show, I'm sure you've heard that before. (laughs) We have to decide ahead of time. We have to pre-decide. We have to make a decision now that we will move forward when the difficulties, the obstacles, the trials, whatever it is, confront us. 
Maybe those obstacles are failures in our past. When we think about doing new things, we think about growing, we think about moving forward. Our past failures pop into our mind and they become an almost physical barrier to progress. It's crazy how that can happen, how something that is past can come into our mind when we're thinking about doing the right thing. And that past event pops into our mind and somehow between our mind and our emotions, it becomes almost real, physical. We can feel it preventing us from moving forward. We've got to confront that. Confront those failures of the past. Identify that they happened. They're there. They're part of our story. But they should help to move us forward, not to hold us back. Those failures can create fear, another obstacle that we must confront. Listen to me, please. Having obstacles is not a bad thing. Having obstacles does not mean that you cannot move forward. People who are successful, we sometimes look at them and we think there were no obstacles. They just ran straight forward, ran into uh, whatever success they found. There were obstacles in their life. We just didn't see it and they confronted them and moved forward. Sometimes it was failure in the past. Perhaps fear of what might happen if they try to move forward. Confront it, identify it, and refuse to allow it to keep you from moving forward. Maybe when you think about obstacles, you think about your personality. (laughs) We don't always think about our personality as an obstacle, but maybe some of us should. Your personality is yours. It's what makes you who you are. It can be wonderful. But there are some personality types that are more prone to finding success in certain areas. You may not be an outgoing person. You may not be someone who likes to connect and likes to meet people and likes to uh, project what you're trying to do on others. But perhaps what it is you feel moved to do or called by God to do requires that. It's an obstacle. Face it, deal with it, acknowledge it, and put in place some principles, uh, some um, areas that you can use to move beyond it, some strategies. Maybe you have the opposite problem where you are super outgoing and you love to be among people and you like to connect, but you don't like to sit down and do the focused hard work. And yet what you feel called to do at this moment is going to require some focused hard work. It's okay. Your personality is neither good nor bad, but it is an obstacle perhaps that you need to confront to put strategies in place to deal with. Maybe it's your perceived lack of opportunity you feel as though you don't have the right opportunities let me say this here god will not call you to do something he won't both equip you to do and provide opportunity to accomplish he's not trying to frustrate you he's not trying to hurt you he's not trying to put you in a place where you cannot succeed So that perceived obstacle of a lack of opportunity is just that, but you need to confront it. Maybe the obstacle is a lack of motivation. I just don't feel like it. I know what I should do. I know what I'd like to do. In fact, if I could put a one-sentence objective down on a piece of paper where I'd like to end up at the end of this new year, uh, I could do it. I know exactly where I want to go, but I'm just not feeling it. 
I lack the motivation. Well, lack of motivation um, is not what we're going for. We all like to be motivated to do what we're doing. It's so much easier. (laughs) But if you've been called to it and it's important, then a lack of motivation may be an obstacle that you simply need to confront. Will you confront that obstacle? Maybe it's just your past, and a lot of these go back to the past. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 says this. I love it. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Whatsoever is born of God. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, He died on the cross for you. He paid the price for your sin. And you put your faith, your hope, and your confidence in what He did on the cross when He died in your place. But your faith is in the fact that He's God and demonstrating Himself as God. He rose from the dead destroying sin and destroying death and overcoming the grave. If you have a relationship with God, you are born of God. The Bible talks about this as being born again. John chapter 3, Jesus was having a conversation with a religious leader. And he said, you must be born again. If you are born of God, the Bible says here in 1 John 5 and verse 4, you've overcome the world. It's already been done. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, the victory is secure. It's been done. And how crazy it is that the victory in our lives has been secured by God. And yet sometimes we won't take hold of that victory. Why? Well, because we are unwilling to confront the obstacles that stand between us and taking hold of that victory. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Man, that's good. We need to be confident, the Apostle Paul said, of this very thing. What's the very thing? That he which hath begun a good work in you, that's God, will perform it. He'll do what he said he would do until the day of Jesus Christ, until Jesus Christ our Savior returns. What a truth. We have accepted the truth. The truth that in Christ we are a new creation, that God has a purpose, a direction, and a hope for us. We have accepted the truth that what God has for us may be different than what He has for others. It's specific to us. We've confronted or accepted the truth uh, that we've accepted the truth uh, that where we are may be the result of our past. It may be because of something that has happened, uh, but this is where we are, and we can move forward from here. Once we've accepted. That truth, we have confronted the obstacles. So many obstacles, but we confront those. And that leads us to this final part, which is beginning again. We begin again. This is precisely what I like about a new year. 
I've said this a few times already, but there's nothing inherently new <laughs> about what we call a new year. Uh, there's nothing different, really, between December 31st and January 1st. There's not. It, it, it's a calendar. We flip the page. Nothing changes in our lives or in our world, necessarily. But it is an opportunity for us to begin again. And it doesn't matter where you are in your life. Again, you've accepted the truth, the truth in part of where you are. It doesn't matter. The Bible tells us that Moses was 80 before God started using him, and God used him in an amazing way, miraculous way. Abraham started very late in his life, even moving toward what God wanted him to do, and then much later in his life, uh, really becoming the father of the nation of Israel, what the Bible calls the father of faith. Peter in the New Testament was a middle-aged business owner. <laughs> he was a fisherman, but he was a commercial fisherman. He made his living doing it. A middle-aged business owner before he started pursuing what God had for his life, following Jesus Christ, eventually shaking the world up, turning the world upside down for the cause of Jesus. The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, we've quoted some of it today, was in his 40s before he even became a Christian. And yet now, as a Christian, what we know of Christianity largely comes from the New Testament writings of the Apostle Paul. The one thing all of these have in common, and anyone who's been used in a significant way for God, the one thing in common is that a decision was made to not allow the past to prevent forward movement. Past can be good, it can be bad, and either one of those can keep us from becoming all that God wants us to be. The best time to start is right now. We've read this and talked about it already, Revelation 21 and uh, verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these are true and faithful. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 9, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We're a new creation in Christ. You can make a difference. That's the truth. You can be used by God. That's the truth. So go out there, confront the obstacles, identify them. You probably already know what they are in your mind. Identify those obstacles, develop strategies to deal with them, and keep moving forward. And begin again. I did a podcast not too long ago on preparing for the holidays. We talked about preparing spiritually. We talked about preparing uh, in your family. We talked about preparing in your faith life, making decisions in each one of those areas to do what God has called you to do. The same would be true coming into a new year. Those may be the practical steps behind what we're talking about today. But more people fail to have a successful new year because they don't believe God can do anything different through them this year. Accept the truth of who God is and what He wants to do. 
Others who believe that God could are unwilling to confront the obstacles in front of them. Don't blame God if you get to the end of this year, this next year, and aren't where He wants you to be. Confront the obstacles and grab hold of, seize the victory that's already been secured. And do it now. I trust that you will have a great new year. And we're going to have some great conversations going into the new year. I've got some guests already uh, recorded and ready to go. Those will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Some incredible interviews. Looking forward to sharing those with you. But as we get into a new year, don't make the decision to just stay where you are and die. I know flipping the page of a, a calendar doesn't necessarily change your life, but it can change your perspective. It can cause you to pause and in pausing to make the decision to move forward. Don't stay where you are and die. This year, be determined to march. Keep moving forward for the glory of God. I would encourage you, as you have time, go over to lifeaudio.com. Check out the other great podcasts there. Do yourself a favor and you will be encouraged. Thank you for listening and or watching. I'd encourage you to share this out with other folks. And uh, I hope that, I trust that, uh, you will have a great start to a new year. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, These men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.